Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a good episode. A little bit of rushed. We got a good episode. Rushed? Well, because we're going to do a same-day record and editing much sooner than we normally do. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I got some plans for going out of state again this week. (laughs) You hear that? He's leaving me. Every time, Manny. Every opportunity I get, I'm fucking gone. <laughs> well, how you doing, Manny? Uh, tired, honestly. Tired? Yeah. The weekend was very eventful. Okay. We'll get into that a little bit later then. But uh, let's roll into some headlines so we can get into that. All righty. So we have Anime Expo actually coming back next year. Coming back? Yes. Uh, uh, virtual full, or? Well, that's why I'm saying full uh, back because okay. everything's going virtual, but now it's actually coming back. Great. So full in-person event, convention, everything. And quite some time ago, they announced that they were going to do it at Long Beach Convention Center. So everybody assumed that their contract ended with uh, LA Convention Center, and they had to move everything over to new systems and everything. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know what? I do remember that. Yeah. So now it's been announced that it's actually coming back and will be at LA Convention Center. All right. I'm actually kind of disappointed about that. <laughs> that is back to LA? Yeah. Why? Size. But didn't you say that the Long Beach Convention Center was smaller? Exactly. I want it smaller. <laughs> I can understand, but I'm pretty sure they would have never have capped the ticket sales. They don't cap it now. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they don't cap it now. At least over there, there will be a limit to the amount of people who are able to even fit in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Uh, let's hope so. Because every year, well, in Long Beach. Well, true. In true. Long, yeah, in Long Beach, you're, it's not it's not as accessible as L.A. where you can park an Uber. You know what I mean? It's well, going to be a lot harder to get that many people out there. Well, it's still hard to get parking in L.A. Yeah, but you expect that going in. True. That's what I mean. At, at least at, at Long Beach, I feel like we'd have a better chance at, you know, maybe not this full big money grab of overwhelming people in huge lines and line con yeah yeah it just gets worse and worse over there every time Mm -hmm. but i'm glad to see them back i mean either way even if they even if they do have their hiccups they still do some really good stuff compared to other conventions um especially since the convention is during is hosted during the summer they usually cover the lines with tents canopies have water stations at hand for anybody that's suffering from the heat, standing in lines outside and everything. And well, I mean, that's just got to be insurance and liability. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been to other conventions that they don't do anything about that. True, but they don't have the same extreme of lines. Yes, that is true. They're, you know, they might have a long line, but not, hey, I'm literally going to spend an eight-hour job shift in <laughs> a line. <laughs> right? That's happened to me before, honestly. I know. I know it has. Yeah, that's why. But it's good to see some normalcy coming back, even if we do have this uh, Delta variant kind of creeping up on us and threatening it again. Right. Uh, let's just hope, or actually, not, I wouldn't say hope, but let's just see how this turns out, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. But either way, it's glad that you know they're going back to in-person. Everybody else can start going back in-person. And... Um, Maybe if they end up having to shut LA down, they can move. <laughs> they can move it out of there. 
Yeah, so it's going to be July 1st through the 4th for next year. That's when they're going to be hosting the in-person convention. Okay. All righty. And then for our next update, we actually have... Well, no, no, next headline is actually an update from last week's episode of the Activation Blizzard lawsuit from California. If nobody, if anybody doesn't know about it or they didn't hear the previous episode, a little bit of recap. Uh, the Department of... What was it? Fair, equ- uh, fair Employment and Housing for California sent a lawsuit for Activision Blizzard that they have been negligent and super, like, just violating every human rights possible towards women and women of color, especially. Yeah. Sexual harassment, no employment uh, opportunities or anything. Just, just pretty much just degrading the entire women gender, honestly, in their company. Yeah, it's some pretty creepy, creepy stuff from the different uh, quotes we've gotten, or yeah, yeah. you know, alleged quotes or whatever, yes. right? Like, like the most creepiest one was where a female staff from Activision that we talked about last year, last week, where she committed suicide after she went on a business trip with a fellow staffer from Activision Blizzard, and I think the and one of the main reasons is because that male staffer brought butt plugs and lube. So, even though they didn't mention any details of what co- like what caused her suicide, but like I'm kind of getting an idea based on based on the contents. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that must have been something that progressed to that mm-hmm. level, right? Yes, yes. But even just like the small pieces, just from people who maybe who just interviewed or just had a small interaction with them, it didn't mm-hmm. actually kind of have to live there. You know what I mean? Yes. Like just the small little quotes, they're fucking creepy, man. Mm-hmm. And you know. I worked construction. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some, you know, dirty old men talking some shit, you know? Yes. But, you know, some not as creepy as that. Mm-hmm. Ironically, like, it's kind of like, okay, that's not as bad as I've actually heard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just more in-your-face blunt, you know? Yes. And it's kind of like, okay, well, these guys obviously have, like, no fucking shame about it. It, they really don't, and the company is just basically trying to shut down any allegation against them from the community to state lawmakers and all that stuff to prosecutors. They're trying to deny everything that's that they're being like uh, accused of, honestly. But at the same time, they're having ex-executives, other developers and executives from other gaming software companies calling them out that it's all true. So they're pretty much just getting just exposed left and right. Yeah. And while this is all happening, they are very quiet on their social media media presence. Oh, of course. You got to wait. You, they got to try to wait it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And with that as well, um, so many developers, so many Twitch streamers, and just so much people from the gaming community around the world are leaving... Um, as a uh, from being a fan from Activision Blizzard, okay, like they're kind of like boycotting their games or what? Pretty much. I mean, there's you can you can probably find so many Twitch streamers, especially that just dedicate their Twitch accounts just for Blizzard games like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, um, Call of Duty, and all that stuff. Yeah, and they're just pretty much just putting the controller down towards any anything that has to do with Activision Blizzard. Yep. Well, that's gonna be a big hit. Mm-hmm. And we have like a situation where um, 
these uh, they're pretty much just giving more and more publicity to help the walkouts, to help with like the the protest towards the company and everything, and setting up charity uh, foundations and stuff to help the employees with their protest towards the company. Okay, okay. So I thought that was actually really cool, but because this is happening, that means they're basically unionizing as well. I mean, never a bad thing to unionize. Mm-hmm. And be- and with this all happening now, Activision Blizzard actually hired a union busting firm. I mean, that's typical for any corporation. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're just pretty much digging themselves themselves more and more into a grave, but it just keeps progressing more and more over the past few days that we've. S- last talked about it as well yeah well i mean the whole game is basically they try to just keep it you know suppressed as long as possible and hope that the momentum dies i doubt it i mean it's it's a it's a fair strategy i mean historically it it tends to work on a lot of things for a lot of companies and a lot of people Mm -hmm. they just kind of back off you know let them run their news stories and try not to give them any more, right? They don't make any comments. They don't go out publicly and try to, you know, attack them or anything. They just try to drift away and hope it dies down. And the momentum, you know, the everybody talking about it, everybody outraged about it settles down and they forget about it. Well, as long as they don't antagonize them, but at the same time, they still are. So the... One of the top executives for Activision Blizzard is I'm trying to remember her name. I'm trying to find it. Uh, her name is actually no, that's that's a different article that I found. But I actually thought that was actually interesting because it brings up the past about the Activision. Ah, here we are. So her name, shit. Uh, France Townsend. And I'm pretty sure nobody really knows much about her, except if you're involved in politics. But she was apparently assistant to the president of Homeland Security and Counterterrorism. Okay. And she's now a top executive for Activism Blizzard. What administration? What? What administration? Like government agency? No, uh, under what presidency? Because all that stuff is normally appointed. Uh, Assistant to the president of Homeland Security. Yeah, but... Under um, the current administration, oh, Biden's? Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. For the Bush administration. Okay, there we go. So yeah. a little, some context behind Yes. It. Okay. Uh, they call her the torture apologist because when Bush was, uh, it, w- during the Bush administration, when we had all this Watergate torture, um, torture, um, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? I just had a brain fart right now. Interrogation? No, 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 no. Scandals, torture, scan- the scandals that they were that the administration was suffering from, from the public and everything, and the news media, of how they're handling criminals and torturing them and stuff. And she was just going on to onto the media, just uh, apologizing that what they're doing is actually right. Okay, it's weird. It's yeah, weird. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. She was uh, like the press secretary. Yes. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, so she was just basically defending the Bush administration for their practices. And just and now that she is now with Activision, she's basically doing the same thing. Really? So what kind of comments or statements has she made? Uh so in a in a weird situation, she actually sent out a mass email to the entire company where she where one of the lines said the problem with whistleblowing. <laughs> okay. 
And that pretty much sparked huge amount of negativity towards the company and especially for her and for call-outs for her resignation because as a woman, she should be supporting the women's side of this situation. But they see that she's against the women's, uh, the women suffering, the suffrage about this company. Okay. And not only that, she has been going on social media ranting about uh, what the situation is and everything. And... Now that she's getting backlash on social media, she's deleting tweets that are like red flags for the whole community against her. And she's even blocking colleagues, press rep- uh, press reporters, investigators, even current and former employees from her social media accounts. And then also deleting her social media accounts. I always love how old people think they can just delete it from the internet and it's gone. <laughs> it, it's weird. It's weird because it, it always leaves a footprint. Well, I mean, there's even websites dedicating to backing everything up. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not gone. That's not how it works. And some of the other things that, that she said, like, in the email towards the staff was, like, their their whole um, actions is just meritless as well. Which, if we do see it become meritless, like how we said about the whole anti uh, or the union-busting firms, it probably will be meritless towards them. But... It'll be meritless towards the employees. The lawsuit's probably going to still keep going on with California. Yeah, yeah. Um, and interesting enough, they're using the same union-busting firm that Amazon is using for their uh, workers when they unionize strikes. They had some success. They did. They did. They did have some success. <laughs> so that one's going to be interesting. And I have the name of the the firm and it is called, where'd it go? I hit it in my notes. Oh, Wilmer Hill. Okay. Wilmer Hill, uh, again, that's the same law firm that Amazon used to keep their employees from unionizing. And not only, and then with all that situation and everything, uh, we also have things that, like I said earlier right now, things coming up from the past. Apparently, there was a huge panel that Blizzard did back in 2010 where they, uh, some male executives and some male staffers, I guess they introduced. I, I'd have to see the video because it's been recirculating constantly now ever since it, this whole situation came up. And then people just realized, oh, shit, some of this shit happened back then. So the video, I guess, showed a group of uh, female staffers and gamers and they were just booed off from the audience. Okay, why? Just uh, for women to have a voice in the gaming community. And it didn't help that their male staff, uh, co-workers and executives were going along with the crowd, uh, booing them as well. Huh. Well, I mean, maybe they were a Smash community and they just wanted kids <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I I mean, I love the gaming community. It's pretty diverse, mm-hmm. but we cannot deny that the community itself has a pretty good percentage of fucking incels tucked away in their basements and is just full of toxic, you know. Yes, that is true. I'm not going to lie. That is true. Yeah, we we already know this. We see it in every fandom, you know what I mean? Every fandom, every country, just pretty much whole online presence, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And 
what's funny enough is that one of the females that was in that video, she, I guess she did like a, an interview over the phone. She kept her name private. She used her Twitch name. I think it was her Twitch name or her World of Warcraft name. Can't remember what it was. But what she said in her interview is that she had like that moment of the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where like he's like surprised and just pointing at a television like, holy shit, I went through that. I don't know if you remember that meme or if you know the meme. No. <laughs> uh, I'll show it to you later. You'll, you'll get there. All right. All right. Yeah. So it's just it's just pretty much exposing that this whole situation wasn't just recent. or It's been years and embedded into the company as the culture. Yeah. And I mean, we kind of like they they end up uh, there. There's probably people who see it going on thinking it's OK and just get drawn into it. Mm hmm. Doesn't make it any make them any better, but it just encourages it throughout. Yeah, it really just encourages it, and not only encourage it, but like to just become very deep deep rooted into the company culture. Okay, all right. So but yeah, that's bad news for them. Yeah, bad news for them, honestly. But that's pretty much what I have. Oh, so maybe for the next oh, update, I I I do have another interesting thing. Uh, so. After this all started blowing up, you just saw more and more former employees, especially females and everything, coming out with their stories of what they've been through, what they could have done to maybe help support the situation back then, maybe. But of course, most of the time, that the, from what I've read, um, they were either just fired or let go, um, ostracized and everything, and just pretty much just made a, an enemy towards the company and the community. But there was one where, she, uh, where uh, uh, this lady came out. Um, apparently, she was at a job fair, and the recruiters from Activision Blizzard asked her if she liked to be penetrated. Yeah, see, that's just fucking creepy. <laughs> it's it's creepy, and like, you're how can that be professional, especially at a job fair for a job seeker? It's just a, a clear act of just unprofessionalism, especially. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully we get some more updates and see how this thing uh, comes out for next week, especially as well. Yeah. Well, once we do the next update, let's also look into what game releases they have coming out. Ooh. So okay. let, let's see what they have coming out and let's watch their numbers. Okay. That's, uh, that's what I'm interested always okay. interested in always numbers right yeah <laughs> so let's do some research see what they have releasing you know if they have a summer release that just passed or a summer release coming up or something coming up for Christmas you know let's look into that what's uh, another thing, interesting the thing that I found is um, apparently one of the main harassers from the Blizzard uh, Activision Blizzard company he departed from the co uh, the company Right around the time this whole uh, lawsuit took into effect, kind of coincidence, right? Oh, like he might be the scapegoat. Yes, he but, might end up being the scapegoat. Oh, we already fired that guy. Yeah, so he kind of <laughs> departed. But even with that, his presence on the World of Warcraft servers and everything is still widely, like, just there. And so people are like wondering why is he still, like, readily present in the game. No shame. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. No shame. All right. All right. Well, on to less depressing topics, Manny. All righty. Uh, you had me at whiskey. So what's going on? 
Because that's my poison. That's your poison? Yes. <laughs> All right. So remember we were talking about these companies developing alternative fuels. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to butcher this fucking name. Glenn Fittish? Glenn Fittish. You just threw an accent on it now? Yes, Does I that makes it correct? I don't know. <laughs> so we won't know until where it came from. It's it's a whiskey company. I mean, like where, like nation origin? Oh, nation London. This is a uh, British. Oh, okay, so I gave it the wrong accent. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you kind of went for like a Norwegian, Sweden, or something. I wouldn't know. Okay, you went for European. We'll just call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh this is from London. And so what they're doing is um, they make their scotch whiskey, and during their fermentation process, they have basically this, like, waste left over, right? So when, when they, uh, the, their waste that they get that when they break down during their um, distillery, mm-hmm. they're actually using that and recycling it into a biofuel, and they're converting all of their delivery trucks for it. Huh. Yeah, so it actually ends up, uh, it reduces CO2 emissions by like 95% versus a traditional fuel. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's made out of whiskey. And in order to make more, we have to drink more whiskey. I am fucking down. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice on that. Yeah, so this is actually really, really fucking cool. It looks like they're just doing it with theirs. It doesn't look like they're making it like commercially available. But, obviously, this is another idea, you know what I mean? Like, it's another way that we can keep ICE vehicles going, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? The more different little routes we can make of finding fuels here and there that made off of other products and has less CO2 so we can get it fucking legal in California. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's another way to fucking do it, right? Yeah. So, this one, like I said, it reduces it um, by 95... Blah, by 95% compared to diesel. Okay. And all the trucks were able to be converted. It's not anything that they had to do like a whole fucking crazy overhaul to them. You know what I mean? So this is something else. Obviously, it's not something that uh, can go global because mm. <laughs> as much as we promote drinking more whiskey, we won't be able to drink enough. This does remind me of a car, a very particular car. And I don't know if you can probably just think of it top of your head about a car using other liquids as fuel. And you can mix it. It doesn't have to be one specific type of fuel source. A Hummer? No. What? The 60s Chrysler Turbine. 60s Chrysler Turbine. Mm-hmm. Okay. You never heard of it? I don't think so. Huh. So Chrysler in like uh, in the sixties they came out with some prototypes, and then they made the official production for the Chrysler Turbine. Uh, they produ- they produced it in nineteen sixty three to sixty four, and it basically used a plain turbine engine f- to power the car. Okay, and it was very effective because it didn't need to use f- like actual gasoline or jet fuel to power it. Uh, there was numerous reports that people were even able to put like out cheap alcohol, cheap uh, perfume, anything that was flammable, basically. Like a Hummer. <laughs> and just put into it and everything. But 
reports about like poor emission qualities based on meats uh, meeting U.S. emission records, all that stuff, is what halted the production. But I'm pretty sure there were some lobbyists from the uh, the petrol companies, especially about it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there definitely is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I and didn't know about yeah, that one. So right now they're extremely rare to see one in person, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked it up. It looks kind of like your normals, mid-60s, you know, mm-hmm. little coupe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I did not know about this one. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to dissect into these and find out what made the motor different compared to now. True. If it could still make power, I'll convert my Fox body. It's basically a 60s engine. <laughs> <laughs> a 60s plane engine. Yeah. All right, true. That that could probably make some significant differences. I don't know nothing about plane engines. Me neither. Me neither. Oh well. All, all, all I know is that they help you fly. They help. Yeah, they help. You know, you kind of need it a little bit. All right. So, keeping on the subject of alcohol. You you had me at alcohol. You know, I'm planning to do some drinking tomorrow. So, <laughs> I mean, I pretty much drink every day, but okay. All right. Well. You know, we always hear the stories about Tesla's autopilot not recognizing a low-sitting trailer or a, you know, freshly washed white car and blinded by the sun, then it crashes, right? Or a cat. I don't think I saw the cat one, but yeah, sure, a cat too. I mean, don't forget, there was one, that one uh, celebrity that complained that Teslas were killing all the cats in their community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> so... Here's a good story about autopilot. So this driver is in Norway, 24 years old, and he was shit-faced drunk behind the wheel of his Tesla. And I guess in the middle of his drunken driving, he started autopilot, I'm hoping beforehand, and passed out. (laughs) I mean, congrats that he was able to recognize and actually just do it. Instead of just people that, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, and they just still go for it. Yeah, obviously this is not condoning getting drunk and jumping in your Tesla. <laughs> but <laughs> Wait, is that why you want the Tesla? Shh, Manny, look, it's just for the commute, I swear. <laughs> but uh, Fine, I'll use the excuse that I want it for the commute, too. Okay, your commute to your from your bedroom to your backyard? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but... Apparently, uh, this ha- Tesla's autopilot, and again, I still haven't experienced it, so mm-hmm. apparently it does ask for engagement of some sort. I'm not sure if it's a screen prompt of, hey, are you still there? Or, you know, oh, kind of like the Netflix things. Like, are you yeah, still there? Are you still driving? <laughs> Did you fall asleep? You know? So apparently it does prompt something for some kind of driver engagement. It did not get it. It slowed the car down to 62 miles an hour. And there's video of the guy passed out driving. So, <laughs> Wait, how fast was he going then? I don't know the speed limits out there, but... Because you said it slowed down to 62. I was like, that's still fast. It might have been going like 75. Shit. But it slowed down to 62, put on its hazards, pulled it off to a road where it's closed off from traffic, and parked. Huh. <laughs> interesting it's i mean again who knows maybe if this guy was drunk and didn't have a tesla maybe he wouldn't have tried it or maybe he would have but 
technically that probably saved somebody's life. Hmm. You know, he could have crashed, lost control, fell asleep, just like he did. <laughs> that would probably benefit Italy a lot. Why is that? Uh, I had a sociology professor and I was still at my community college. And he went to Italy. I I, I hope it's Italy because that was a very long time ago when he told us the story. So hopefully it's Italy and hopefully I'm right. Okay. But he was t- uh, he was just talking about like everybody's just crazy driving everywhere. And... To the point where some, sometimes you think they're drunk, but you don't know for sure if they're drunk. And just the cops just don't do shit about it. So apparently he went up to an actual police officer in Italy and asked him, so like, if everybody drives like this, like if they're drunk, how do you catch the actual drunk drivers? And his only response, we wait till they crash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... At least with Tesla, maybe they won't. Yes. yes. <laughs> he waits till they stop and he just sees them passed out. Mm-hmm. So they he did get picked up by the police. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not fully save him from that. He did get picked up by the police and he told the police that he swears he wasn't driving. Technically, he wasn't. <laughs> I mean, technically, he wasn't. He has an argument to say he technically, no, obviously, he wasn't driving. <laughs> But yeah, so he is getting um he is getting booked and charged for that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But I just thought I'd make a highlight to autonomous driving actually doing some good. Hmm. And hopefully eventually doing my commute for me. J- just watch out for your cat. We'll see. <laughs> she knows better. But uh so this is just one example. And apparently, I don't know if this is like legit or not, but the article says likely, you know, so who knows, but it says likely that it wasn't even running the latest version of the software. Huh. That's that's impressive. Yeah, because I guess it hasn't been released in Norway yet. So there are some positives for auto driving. There's some positives that Elon Musk is going to want that software out there now. Well, it's I think they roll it out in increments. So I think what they do is they start it in one place. More than likely, we're the test bugs here because we're <laughs> the locals, right? <laughs> they start it off here, and after it does well here, they'll phase to it, and they'll send the software out over there and then send the software out somewhere else. And I'm sure there's probably regulations for each government that he has to work with as far mm-hmm. as, like, you know, progressing the autopilot and stuff like that and what's legal and what state and... Oh, definitely. All the other definitely. bullshit, you know what I mean? So maybe that's why they don't have the latest update in Norway yet. But it seems like it's getting better. I won't be driving drunk, but it makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> this man. Yeah. All right, man. I mean, just else? just imagine all the bar hoppings from different breweries. Yeah. I mean, maybe we can make a million-dollar idea. Once auto-driving is big... I'm going to open up a drive through bar. I mean, I, I think there's already drive through bars. drive through bar? I think. You can drive through and get like a fucking pint? I think you can. I don't, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up. I've, I, I feel like I've seen it before. You're not even allowed open containers, Manny. <laughs> and? So how can you have a drive through bar if you can't have open containers? Fuck it. <laughs> we're mexican don't worry all right all right drive through bar 
Just watch. It's the future, Manny. It's the future. <laughs> Instead the fu- of bar hopping, you're just going from drive through to drive through. <laughs> the future is basically just to get drunk. Nah. I mean, if it fuels the cars, yeah. <laughs> All right, Manny. What else do we got? And then we have some interesting updates on some new trims for the Toyota GR86. Yes. So they released the designs for it, basically. So mm. these will be the concepts. You know, well, they released the concept, right? We I have a side-by-side. This article kind of takes the side-by-side of the mm-hmm. concept and the actual production, right? So this is just talking about how the concept was really wild and, then, you know, obviously, as always, with everything, right? The actual production is kind of dialed back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're going to have a good little aftermarket. Well, I don't know if it's really classified as aftermarket, but maybe improved OEM. Mm. <laughs> upgrades to it right you know it's kind of some panels on the interior that look carbon fiber side skirts bumpers the whole the whole thing right um and of course they're gonna have a brake and suspension upgrade okay so i brought this up one because i wanted everybody to maybe google it i'll maybe i'll post it in the show i'll post it on the instagram Mm -hmm. so we can take a look at it but two is the writer of the article Kind of got me a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean? So, I wanted to bring up the discussion of a tuner car. Okay. So, I don't know why, but it bothered me while I read it. <laughs> so, the way he described this was not as a trim upgrade or anything like that. He called it as a tune. So, he, he and he kept emphasizing the word tune, tuner, tuned on every other fucking paragraph of this thing. <laughs> so it kind of went off saying that basically it's it's a tuner's delight. And then like three sentences later, he basically went off to say that there are two aftermarket tunes for aesthetic upgrades. Aesthetic upgrades? Yeah, and this is what I wanted to talk about a little bit, and we can just discuss this back and forth. Agree or disagree, but... Me, when I think of a tuner car, I'm always thinking of like, cool, a little fucking Honda, the older Celicas even, something you can do like bolt-ons, right? Yes. You're doing bolt-ons, you're doing your headers, you're doing your throttle bodies, intakes, you know, actually flashing your ECU, and that's what I think of like a tuner car. But it seems like they're pushing this, and it, it to me it feels obvious like it's trying to push something right because he's literally using the word tune on every other paragraph it's it's annoying me <laughs> but they're pushing tune as in the aesthetic upgrades where do you draw the line on tuning a car right cuz if mean, he's calling it a tuner car and there's different aftermarket tunes i guess the verb for it is tuning the car right or get your car tuned. Well, see, when you say that, I'm thinking about an ECU. <laughs> exactly. That's that. Yeah. But see, again, they're pushing it as tuned for this aftermarket aesthetics. And by aesthetics, you mean the? I mean the wheels, the side yeah. skirts, the bumpers. Yeah. I, the spoiler. <laughs> it just doesn't resonate with me. Okay, so I'm not the only one. Every one time I hear us. it, one of us. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I hear it, I do think about like 
you know, original Fast and the Furious, crazy fucking wild little things that just mm, light up everywhere. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And that's kind of where, oh, it's a tuner car. You know what I mean? But I don't feel like that applies anymore. That's not... It really doesn't. Maybe we've redefined it, but I don't think even... And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Anybody listening, send us a DM or an email. Give us your opinions. Yeah, give us your opinions. It is it still defined as all these aesthetic things, or do we did we kind of move on as tuner cars being these bolt-on little cars we can make faster? Yeah, I mean, I remember like in that specific era as well during those years, yeah, uh, the game with uh, Need for Speed Carbon. I don't know if you've never played that game. I have. <laughs> okay, so you remember like the three factions, the mus. There was the muscle, then there was the exotics, and then there was the tuner cars. Yes. Yeah. So that was just like going through my mind right now, cycling as we were talking about this as well. Uh, just remembering like all those JDMs, like cars and everything. Just your your typical idea of what a tuner car, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and again, I don't know if there's some kind of like timeline, right? If we looked at the timeline, maybe at one point, because in all reality, we were... Well, you were, weren't even out of high school yet, I don't think, right? No, that was probably like middle school for me. Yeah, that's middle school. I was probably in high school, so I wasn't really involved enough in the car scene to maybe not know its roots, you know? Same, honestly. But maybe it started off with that definition, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe I think we've de- redefined it by now. Yeah. And it was just really, I don't know, when I read it, I just, every time it, it he said it or wrote it on there, you know, it just kind of... It clicked me, and it clicked me, and it poked me, and I'm like, you know what? Why does he keep using tune and tuning for this? Like, it's fucking bumpers. <laughs> bumpers and wheels. Because he he wasn't even referring to the suspension or brakes. Or the engine. No, or the engine, yeah. He was just referring to the aesthetic appeal, like the parts for it, you know? Which are great. They look fucking nice. And, you know, I think we said it when we first when they first released the, the regular ear new 86 right mm-hmm. that it looks good and this looks better <laughs> i think these are going to be great looking cars when i start seeing them on the road i mean just from the pictures you showed me earlier i mean it really looks it just very appealing yeah yeah if i wasn't man <laughs> there i go thinking about if i wasn't already trying to like dedicate myself into getting something no payments no more so i can uh get to racing more often It'd be on my list. I might still push more for the 400Z, but that'd be, definitely be a contender. True. Especially they, since it's still stick. Yeah, they both look like they're going to be really fun cars, and this looks like it's going to be a great-looking car. You hear that, BMW? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate biting machine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would still consider it. Who knows? Maybe I'll still end up buying one anyways. I seem to have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, though, of buying cars, stop buying cars. (laughs) Everybody needs to stop buying cars right now. Well, it's not really a buyer's market right now. It's more of a seller's market. Yes, but people are still buying cars. True. And and it's kind of getting annoying that um, the prices for the cars that are going for so much right now... even though we've said it many times that we can't justify these prices, but regardless of that, there's still that uh, small amount of people that are willing to buy those cars at those prices, and that's what's also normalizing those prices. 
Yes, absolutely. On a different side note, I believe somebody already bought my Type R. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, interesting enough, like I said, I went to the the dealership area by my by my house, mm. right? And I pretty much harassed them and then called the other one and yes. forced them to have a little bidding war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they must still network within themselves. Oh, they do. So, I got just randomly, I was scrolling through Facebook. Was it Facebook? I was scrolling through something just because I'm still keeping an eye on out for trucks, right? Mm-hmm. And it was an advertisement for the local Honda dealership. And it had a 2019 Civic Type R. With a cutout grill? Well, remember, I replaced all that. Oh, yeah. I replaced all that. So 2019 Sonic Gray Civic Type R. And that had the sold thing. It was advertised, advertised or whatever. And I got curious and clicked on it. I was like, oh, somebody else, you know, traded in a Sonic Gray Type R over there, you know. I clicked on it and it had 31,000 something miles. And I'm like, there is no way there's another person <laughs> that drove that many miles on a Sonic Gray yeah, like I did. Yeah, because most of them are just like garage queens. Oh, there's so many garage queens. And even the people who aren't garage queened, like they didn't drive as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Even if they did daily, it wasn't to the extent that I did. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I, you know, we kept track of a good percentage of the Sonic Grays because there's not a lot out here. There really isn't. No. And (laughs) they took, you know, all the pictures or whatever, and they have the picture of the R number, and that's the little individualized number by the shifter or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it looks super familiar, and I can't for the life of me find my picture of it. (laughs) And I know I've taken a picture of it at least once. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of goes back to me never fucking taking pictures of anything. Bad habit of mine, right? Yeah, I'm in the same boat, too. Yeah, at least as far as, like, content and, you know, posting for Instagram or whatever to promote even the podcast, I'm fucking terrible at taking pictures. So I'm, like, scrolling through trying to find mine, but it had the VIN there, so I screenshotted it, and I was going to go double check. And it like was? Like, my paperwork? Yeah. And it was. Oh. <laughs> How, okay, question. How much did it sold for? So it was posted up at 40K. Huh. I was expecting more. 30,000 miles, man. I know. 30,000 miles. And they paid me like 33 half. Hmm. So I know for sure. I mean, again, I don't know. Maybe I don't know for sure. But I know that if I would have bought it, you know, I would have been looking at like the pits I left and the rock chips I left in the front. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so they had to have done a paint correction on it. I'm sure they had to have done a paint correction on it. Um, it had the factory wheels back on it because I traded it in just with the with the wheels I had on it. Oh, the Wolks. Mm-hmm. So I had the factory wheels. They had to order order those plus tires. And did they put the red stripes again? No, that's what. That's another flag that I knew that it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's another flag that I knew it was mine because everybody keeps that tacky ass red stripe around their their uh, bumper and the sides. The side skirts. The side skirts and diffuser and stuff. And I ripped mine off. Even the new one I put in the rear. Because mm. I put a new one in the rear from that person that hit hit it in the parking lot. Yeah. And as soon as I got it back, even though I knew I was trading it in like that next day or the next couple days, I ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, no, it didn't have that either. Um, I actually forgot to put the fucking uh, skid plate cover back on. Oh, <laughs> it's in my garage right now. So if the Honda dealership got it from the Ford dealership that I sold it to, mm-hmm. if they put that all that back on, they had to have spent another what it, tires and wheels. Even at dealer cost, is still going to be a fair amount. Yeah. They really don't make that much because I'm sure even if they took it from Ford, they had to have Ford probably upcharged them at least a thousand dollars or something, right? Probably. How much do the the Type R wheels go for retail at the Honda dealership? Have you ever checked? No, I've never checked. I've seen people. Everybody sells them, dude. Nobody, I know. Nobody keeps those wheels. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna assume that they don't sell them that expensive, right? Actually, I'm thinking they're going to sell them very expensive because they're the Type R. No, before when you sold yours. Before when I sold mine? Yeah, during that time. Oh, even now they're not expensive. Out on the private market, they're not very expensive because they're cheap garbage. Well, and I'm guessing also because people didn't like them, so they just wanted to get rid of them quick. Yeah, everybody got rid of them. Like If you kept them, you're going to bend it, Mm. and then you're going to be buying all these used ones from other people and bending those eventually anyways. Like, it, unless your car's sitting in the garage and you're only baby cruising it, like, I would never keep those 20s on it. I mean, maybe not even then, just because I didn't like the way it looked. Okay. But yeah, it seems like it sold already. The The market is crazy, and I can't believe people are still fucking buying at this price. <laughs> <laughs> um. Maybe a side note, but I ran across a story, and this is with the real estate market. Okay. So, you know, the market is super fucking crazy right now. It is. It is. Prices are really high, not just in California. Everywhere. So there's this house out of Colorado. And the story behind it is it was a rental house. The owner lived out of state, and... Basically, they the tenant that he originally had the contract with passed away. Mm. And when they passed away, apparently a relative moved in. So there was no formal contract with the original owner and that tenant. Yes. The property manager, I guess, was not very good. It was probably a shitty or a shady, shady uh, property manager. Yeah. And I guess they just kind of let it keep rolling over with them. And, of course, pandemic hit, moratoriums hit, and there was no rent going, and they started an eviction process. The eviction process took, obviously, a long time, as they always do. It's it's kind of like the nightmare of people who want to be landlords and rent out houses yes. and stuff, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, apparently, they moved out. They were evicted. This was like a full, full eviction, right? And... Full evictions involve they take all the person's personal belongings out of the house. Yes. Essentially change the locks and whatever, right? So they asked the property manager to let them back in the house. to Supposedly that they... they? um, The tenant. Okay. Asked the property manager to to let them back in the house, supposedly because there was some items missing of their personal belongings. They allowed them back in the house. There, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of details in the time frame in between. Yeah, but once you're fully evicted by court order and sheriff, no one's allowed back in there, especially exactly. The Nobody was going to grant that ever again. Yeah, that that property manager is shady as hell. 
Yeah. So, what happened to the house? I'm going to assume it was trashed. It was trashed. Every single wall in the house was spray painted. The floors, the fixtures, the blinds, the lights. Um, Hammer was taken to almost every single wall they could find in the house just to put a hole into it. And, you know, obviously the the spray paint was all like um, vulgarity, kiss my ass or whatever, you know, like it was all over the place, right? Typical shit. Well, here's where it gets not so typical. <laughs> Apparently, this person had a plethora of fucking animals. Now, uh, don't tell me that she left them all there dead. She left two dead. Oh, but shit. But I'll get to that. <laughs> she left two dead cats. But what they did is, and it's unclear if it's all animal or human, because to come back and do this, how much time did they really have? And that's why they, they it didn't really get very clear on how much time they gave them back and if the property manager just gave them a key and let them do whatever. Mm-hmm. But every single carpet was soaked in urine and feces. Ooh, that's nasty. So either she was saving all her cat or dog or whatever urine and came in there and splashed it, or she went in there pissing everywhere. The entire house, every carpet... They left them in the drawers. They left rotted meat in the in a refrigerator that didn't, you know, there's no power there anymore. Yes. And this is not even counting like the outside of the house was just neglected in general. Mm-hmm. If this person was doing that, obviously they weren't taking care of the outside. But that's not the intentional stuff they did, you know? So just utterly, utterly disgusting, right? They're leaving it in drawers of the cabinets. For the kitchen, they're leaving feces everywhere, everywhere. It's fucking gross, right? How do you sell a house like this, right? Fucking renovate it, right? You clean all that shit out, replace everything, whatever, right? Yeah. No. The market is so hot right now. The realtor put this video with commentary about the smell, about the feces. She even put on there, you know, wear a mask before you come in here. They did not clean it out. She posted it, got 80, 89 text messages within that afternoon about the house. What the fuck? By the next afternoon, they had 16 written offers cash. Bro, uh, dude, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, um, the deck on the back, because it's like a two-story said it was not safe to go on it was not attached the rate the way it should be yeah so they didn't really go into detail but more than likely i don't know if this person just fucking took a hammer to the fucking support beams or something you know what i mean but they said dude like would do not go up there basically don't open that door and go out there Uh, so i'm assuming this is all like virtual tours or maybe like um i don't know if you've seen those apps they have an app now you can actually download and you can actually schedule your own open house and tour your the house yourself. Virtually. Virtually. And it'll unlock the door for you. Huh. It, it's actually really cool. Me and my wife saw a couple houses like that last year when we were still shopping. Okay. But maybe they have something like that. Again, it's more for like contact lists and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure it's way easier for a realtor to let you drive yourself and, you know? Yeah. Let you know when you're there. All right, it's unlocked. Go for it. <clears throat> but it sold. It's it's a pretty big house. It's a 
Five bedrooms, four baths. It's a pretty big house. So with everything done, what do you think this sold for? It's not California, but it's it's Colorado, so I am gonna assume maybe low four hundreds. Low four hundreds. This sold for five hundred and ninety dollars or five hundred five hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Fucking more than a fuck half a mil? Yep. What ah No mommy. <laughs> <laughs> This is where we're at right now, man. <laughs> and it's not even California. God damn it. Yeah, that's fucking insane, dude. And, this and I'm going to assume as is. Oh, this is 100% as is. There it was no repairs, no cleanup, no disinfecting. This is just, hey, this is what it is. Come buy it. So she got that offer in cash. <laughs> Which is the common trend right now with the, the seller's market. Everybody's buying cash. Yeah, it's investments. It's investment. Or people who had a property they held on to long enough to where it's crazy overinflated now, you know? So, yeah, that's fucking insane. That's where the market is right now. Who knows how much longer? Yeah, I'm just going to wait till the market crashes and take advantage so I can buy a house. There you go. And uh, let's not buy cars. <laughs> I'm struggling with that right now because I want my truck, but I don't know. I, I saw can't it, I saw an it. interesting 63 Nova as a project car. No, you don't need a project car. You need a race car, Manny. I'm not going to allow, allow this one. Sorry. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you, need, you need more race car. I just need more car. <laughs> Well, I don't think a Nova is in the same price or in the same market as a lot of these newer new cars and dealer cars. Oh, I don't care. I don't care about that. That's for me. Well, that's what I mean, though. That they're not going to be overinflated the same way. I don't care. Whatever, Manny. Don't add to the fucking problem. Everybody needs to stop <laughs> fucking buying cars right now. <laughs> but I'm not buying cars that are part of the problem. Maybe. <laughs> It's been hard because I keep looking at them like I want to buy my truck and make sure I'm set to go, like start getting my race car stuff going, you know, I, so I can go back on the track. You know, that's the whole reason I got rid of the Type R so I can get this going more seriously. And just the way the market is, man, I'm like, fuck, I really don't want to pay those overinflated prices. Especially the Miatas. I can't justify their prices. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody that's listening with that owns Miatas, but if that shit's 8K, I can't justify it. Well, see, the thing is, people who are listening maybe bought them when they were still four. Now exactly. it's eight. I still can't so justify they're happy. No, they're, they're happy know, as hell right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. It's just, I just can't justify it. All right, Manny. So, final topic on the board. Yes. Went to my first convention since COVID. You son of a bitch. No invite. I actually didn't even plan on going. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did not plan you. on going. I was called like fucking midnight or Friday night. Hey, you want to go to any manga? I was like, the fuck is any manga? I was like, oh, it's a con- it's an anime convention. I was like, where? Ontario Convention Center. Well, I'm not going to buy a ticket. It's like, don't worry about it. I have tickets. Nice. All right. And courtesy of Mr. Bitches, who gave me the tickets. Very nice. Shout out to Leo. 
but uh, he knew some people that were already in uh, any manga uh, exhibitors and people from the Artist Alley that just had extra exhibitor and Artist Alley badges. So they just gave it to him. And he had one for him. He had one for me. We had one for another buddy of ours, Jose. And so pretty much we were able to get in without having to worry about waiting in lines whatsoever. Nice. Nice. Hey, yeah, and fuck those lines once we went on Saturday. Was it that bad? It fucking wrapped around the whole fucking convention center, like the whole block. Fucking did amazing the parking lot and shit. And, like, and what I was saying earlier. For Ontario? Yes. Jeez. And like what I said earlier... Other conventions don't worry about canopies, shade, or water stations. This was a clear example. They actually had to clear out rooms in the convention center to help with people that were having heat strokes in line. Jesus. Yeah. Well, this has to be some kind of anomaly because a first major... Con- well, no, it's not even the first major convention for really COVID, not. right? Mm-hmm. It's not the... Mer- I'm just so saying this- it was my first convention. So. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's not like it's a huge, huge convention, right? It's it's not it's not trust me it was not really of a big convention so they just had a really shit time trying to process people in with their badges they oversold they oversold in my opinion with how much I saw of people waiting outside in lines people were complaining it was like oh yeah this is just as bad as AX line con I was like no 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 I fucking suffered line con of Anime Expo you may have suffered it but this is not a clear example or uh, comparison towards LineCon of Anime Expo. Okay, okay. I can see the PTSD coming in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were sweating, <laughs> feeling the burn. Uh, but no, um, I mean, yeah, there was people that were complaining that uh, they were in line for three hours. And like I said, I was in line for like okay, 10 hours. Three hours isn't that bad. Yeah. So It's hot as hell to be yes, doing it, that. It, but. No, trust me, it was fucking hot out. But... The parking lots, oh my god, they were completely full to the max everywhere. And it and it didn't do any justice that they were doing construction around the area, road constructions. Yeah. So traffic was just up the ass trying to find parking lot and trying to get through the roads. Ooh. So just bad timing, honestly. Yeah. And so it got to a point where I just kept telling Mr. Bitches uh, to just fucking just let's go to a hotel that's like right across the street. Let's get a room. We don't fucking have to stay there. So we can have parking. <laughs> okay. That's all right. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was being very stubborn. He's like, no, no, no. We'll find a parking. We'll find a parking. We had a park in the fucking residential two blocks away and shit. Um, and he was able to fit himself into a spot where there was like at least three inches maybe or on front of him and behind him with the cars joy oh wow <laughs> I, I i highly doubted him and jose was outside like spawning him and everything i was like i didn't even bother to get out because i didn't want to waste my energy thinking that i might have to come back in because he didn't fit yeah but apparently he did so all right if the shoe fits i guess yeah definitely but yeah so we were able to get inside um but before that i went to we we started walking it was like well we're we supposed to go walk in we have exhibitor badges but where did, where's the door specifically for exhibitors and artists and anybody that's uh, involved in the convention to get in without having to wait in line with general attendees? So I started. I saw a section at the front entrance where security was just letting people in quickly. I was like, oh, that must be it. So we started walking up there. 
I'm just waiting right there, just chilling. Probably about 10 minutes goes by, and I turn around. Leo and Jose are gone. They have completely <laughs> disappeared and abandoned me. I'm on my phone like, where the fuck are you guys at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? It took maybe 30 minutes before I was able to like get them to fucking finally respond to me, like where they were, how they got in. And I was like, bro, like, you couldn't have just tapped me on the shoulders. Hey, we're going this way. I was like, just instead of just abandoning me there and shit. Got to live in the moment, man. You get the fuck off your phone. <laughs> I wasn't even on the phone. I was trying to get in. What were you focused on? Trying to wait for the security to see me so I can show my badge to get in. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, so that happened. But yeah, we finally got in. Um, exhibit The exhibit hall was actually pretty nice. Not too cramped or anything. Granted, there was a lot of people. So, But it was kind of nice. Not too much. I do. I did feel bad for the artist alley section. Really? Why is that? Uh, so I would say the aisles in between each table, like the aisles in between each, or the aisles for the for the artist alley, were probably about three feet apart. Oh yikes! Okay. And they literally had each table stapled to to each other. So for each artist, so there was no social distancing or anything that a lot of people complained about that pretty much any manga didn't care about the health of the artists in the artist alley. Shoot. Okay. I tried walking in one aisle. I was like, I'm not going through the rest. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that seems kind of narrow, especially with crowds that size. No, I didn't care. I didn't care about like the, well, yeah, actually my main concern was just the crowds because if one person stops at one table, the whole line of people trying to get through the aisle just comp- goes to a complete halt. Yikes. So I, I didn't want to deal with this. She's like, nope, nope, nope. I don't want to deal with this shit. So I didn't bother to, to actually explore the artist alley fully. Yeah. And, you know, I've been to a couple cons where it's just so packed, I don't want to stop anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, let me just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I pretty much... Didn't really buy too much stuff, like how you remember me from other conventions we've been to where I go crazy on merchandise and stuff. Usually, yeah. Um, I pretty much just maybe just bought a sticker from uh, Joe Applesauce. Uh, Just probably one sticker and then went to this one booth where they had a bunch like clothing apparel and stuff. And I found a really amazing jacket that caught my interest and I bought that one. I'll probably show it to you right now, right before I leave. Okay. And I bought a I pretty much bought protein whey milk tea flavored. Okay. <laughs> for our buddy Tommy. Because he is like addicted to milk tea. And so I sent a picture of him. I was like, oh my god, like where is that? I was like, Do you want it? Like I can get it right now. I'm right here. I'm right here, right here. Yeah, get it for me and stuff. So I buy it from him. And when I and I and I don't over-exaggerate when I mean, or I don't exaggerate when I mean he's addicted. He really is addicted to milk tea. <laughs> Every time we go to Little Tokyo, he clears out the, all the grocery stores of their milk tea. I mean, you guys do that shit with random shit. Because you hey, do hey, that hey, with hey, the... Uh... Hey, hey, I'm not, we're not talking about me this time. Calm, yeah, calm but down. you do that shit too. Hey, hey, leave, leave me out of this. Leave me out of this. I, I, I have my reasons. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I bought that shit for him. So he was all happy and laughing about it. 
Um, other than that, um, I mean, I was pretty much just tired from work. So my ability or my moment to be able to relax, I was actually working at a booth. Okay, cool. So uh, if you remember, Shift Beast. Yes, yes. She was there. We went and settled with her at her booth. And I pretty much helped her sell, sell stickers for the whole day. Very cool. She's cool people. She's really cool, really awesome and everything. Uh, she kept telling me, like, are you sure you don't want to walk around? I was like, honestly, I'm mad chilling just because I'm so tired from work. If I try to go walk around, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to exhaust myself. Yeah. So, I don't mind if I'm here working, just helping you sell stickers and stuff. You're a cool friend. I know that and everything. So don't worry about it. I'm mad chilling. Very cool. Very cool. Which was kind of interesting because she did notice that she was getting more sales with me, Leo, and Jose there than just her by herself. Really? And she kind of pointed it out that it was probably because she was a female and, of course, weebs, incels, all that shit. Ah, uh, yes, That yes. they were kind of nervous to approach her. But seeing a man at the, at the booth, that they felt more comfortable to approach and actually look at the merchandise and buy stickers. Ah, uh, they will be lonely forever, but yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that was interesting, and, I, and once she told me that, I... It's it, so funny it, because... It just clicked on me. Like, I, I started seeing it, like, constantly. Because yeah. it, it's so funny because most marketing and sales is always, you put a pretty girl in the front, you get the sales. Right? But apparently, with fucking weebs, you got to put gardener. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. Okay. You're welcome, Manny. <laughs> oh, shit. That's actually kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm glad you guys, you were able to help her out with that then. Yeah. No, anytime. Um, I had fun and everything. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the convention. And of course, all the Atashas and our weep friends and everything were there. Mark, Sergio, and quite a few others and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it was just really cool seeing everybody all again. Very nice, dude. That's awesome. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Just... A lot of people were, were like really unhappy about this convention. They just saw it as a, uh, everybody just saw the organizers as uh, trying to make it into a cash cow because everybody wants a convention and how little responsive they were towards the safety and the well-being of the attendees and everything. I did see a VIP badge holder go up to the front of the line where the security was, where I was waiting, right right when I got abandoned by Leo and uh, Jose. Yeah. And he was like, like, there should be a line for VIP. Like he was going, he was about to start throwing a major tantrum. And honestly, congrats to the security officer, but he handled it so professionally. Uh, he was just pretty much, he just kept a straight face and everything. He's like, look, 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 hey, breathe, breathe, breathe. You got you to breathe with me. Just, just tone it down. Just breathe. We're in this together. We'll get through this. I, but I got you. I got to have you breathe. And sure enough, the dude just calmed down. He just stayed quiet. And then next, next, you know, I just saw him having like a really just casual conversation with each other. So I, honestly, I say congrats to that security officer for doing it so professionally. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're doing that kind of job, you kind of have to learn to deal with people like that. Mm-hmm. And how to de-escalate the situations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, I did plan to go on Sunday, but when I woke up, I woke up like maybe noon and I was just completely dead tired. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, at least you got to go one day out of it. Yeah. That's cool. Hell yeah. And that's pretty much how small conventions are. You're like one day for a small convention, you're. Yeah, you're that's set. all you need. That's yeah. all really you need. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. That's what's kind of uh, crazy about like AX and stuff is that you can go every day and you're like, fuck, what did I miss? <laughs> right, yes, exactly. And you're just like trying to hurry and rush everything. But with the small ones, you can kind of take your time and just mm-hmm. enjoy it a little bit more. And going back to the heat, I don't know how those cosplayers do it. Yeah, well, I mean, depends on what kind of cosplay you're doing. <laughs> uh, I saw quite a few furries. Oh, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were in heat. In no, the by suit. the end of it, they weren't furry. They were swampy. No, they were in heat. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, that's that's a little bit too much, especially with the heat going on mm-hmm. right now. Hell no, fucking! You see all these uh, characters in like black outfits and big, uh, pretty much just dark clothing cosplay sets. It's like, bro, it's hot. How are you gonna be wearing these dark color, clor- uh, dark color clothing? Honestly, or wigs? Wigs, yes, especially. Hell no. Uh, full armor suits at times too. Um, there was one dude like that had like a full-on Gundam suit and everything. I mean, maybe with a Gundam suit you could set up some like fans. Mm-hmm. Possibly, <laughs> possibly, possibly. And just make them look like vents and just set up some fans and yeah. some air conditioning for yourself. But again, I, I like. I mean, congrats to them because they were able to handle the heat. Hey, for sure, <laughs> definitely. All right, well. I think with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Definitely, definitely. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Share it with a friend. And if you have any questions, want to send an email, send an unaccepted rev, if you do know what that is, (laughs) (laughs) you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Johnny.